interesting to me how Jesus, the greatest person that ever lived, handled Satan, the greatest foe that ever lived. Matthew chapter 4 is a very familiar area to us, but I want it to be fresh in our minds. So I'm going to read to you the first 11 verses from Matthew chapter 4. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the angels came and attended to him. Isn't it interesting? Jesus, this greatest person that ever lived, when he met Satan, the greatest foe, Jesus, who had spoken worlds into existence, Jesus, the Son of God, who anything he would say would become scripture. Isn't it interesting? When he met Satan face to face, he just didn't say something out of his own mind. He, he quoted Deuteronomy three times. It had been written 1,400 years before. When Jesus was encountering the evil one, the strongest thing that I guess he could do was to quote the scripture. That's interesting yeah. to me. I'm wondering, what are we doing when we're in times of test and challenge? Are we quoting the word? Are we thinking the word? Jesus thought it was pretty powerful. You go to the end of Jesus's life when he was on the cross, and he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He wasn't making it up just out of his mind. He was quoting the Psalms. Now, isn't that interesting? In some of Jesus' most trying times, face-to-face -face with Satan, on the cross, he's quoting Scripture. Well, there's an insight for me, I think, and for all of us, that there's power in quoting the Word of God. There's power in praying the Word of God. So I ask myself, when's the last time I prayed the Word of God? When's the last time I quoted the Word of God? There's power in the Word of God. And so I believe that God wants us to use his word as a, as a sword, as a, and that it, we're going to use it against the powers of the evil one. So I encourage you and myself to pray the word. So how can we do that today? I know we have all been praying for Israel and all that's going on in that area of the country. And so I thought a good thing for us to finish my time with you today is to actually pray some scriptures that focus on the issues of today. You probably have read Psalms 120 through one Psalm 120 through 134. Those 15 Psalms are called the Songs of Ascent. And I'm sure you know that uh, these Psalms were sung, were read, because when people were going to Jerusalem, they were going up. If you've been to the Holy Land, you know that Jerusalem is up. The city is up a hill. And so when they were going up this hill on this journey, they would quote and sing these psalms 
uh, written some were written by David, one was written by Solomon. A lot of them we don't know who wrote them. But I want to take a few of these verses, look at them, and then we're going to pray the scripture just like Jesus did. Uh, I'm reading from Psalm 120, 121, and 122, just a few key verses from each one. Here's what it says I call on the Lord in my distress, and he answers me. I am a man of peace, but when I speak, they are for war. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. I rejoiced with those who said, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, O Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Father God, as we come to you, we're glad that when we are in times of distress, you're a God, this scripture says, you're a God who answers us when we're in distress. We lift up our eyes to the hills. We can see the things that are going on. Our help doesn't come from the hills. It comes from you, the maker of heaven and earth. You watch over us. Your word tells us here, you're not asleep. You're, you're, you're not someplace off on a journey somewhere. You watch over us, and you watch over Israel. You never sleep. You never slumber. No wonder we rejoice when we say, Lord, we love to be in your presence. We love to stand in your gates. And so you've told us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So we, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you will deal with this situation, uh, the, the challenges that are going on the decisions that are made, lives that are being lost. Oh, Father God, hostages that are taken. We come against these things in the name of Jesus. And we pray, oh God, that you would demonstrate yourself mighty, be powerful in their midst, manifest your presence. Oh, we pray, oh God, that you will take this difficult situation and work in a redemptive way. And Lord, we pray for Nazarene Bible College. We love this school. We love these students. We thank you for the students that they are equipping for a lifetime of ministry. We pray for your blessings upon Dr. Sherwood, all the professors, adjunct people, office people, all of those who are connected with the school. May you encourage them. May you be near to them. And Lord, if you can only do one thing for us, what we would pray for is that you would manifest your presence in our midst. We love being with you. We love your presence, your spirit. So bless the school. I pray that your blessings will be upon them financially, spiritually, student-wise, those that are working on degree programs and those with the uh, ordination track. Oh, Father God, lead, I pray. There are so many professors who have given themselves to prayer and the focus on you and adjuncts. And I pray, oh, Holy Spirit of God, move through every class that is taught, everything that is shared. And I pray that we will be so close to you as leaders that we will carry your presence with us and it'll get out on us and all the people we come in contact with. Again, I want to pray for our president. He's out there on the front line. He's meeting with people. He's talking. He's preaching. He's representing the school. And I pray you'll give him safety. He and his wife both guide them in these days in their own personal lives and pour your spirit out upon this man of God. I pray these things. In the strong and holy name of Jesus.